Some of you have reached out to me about this, and I just wanted to start the show by letting you know that it is on my radar. Um, I was hurt. I cried just a little bit, even though the New York Times did not include us on their 10 best podcasts of the year. Our resolve is stronger than ever, and we are going to keep going in spite of this snub. Mm -hmm. um, thank you all for your support. We know that y'all are as upset at the, about this as we are. Yeah. But don't worry. They will pay for what they've done. And I'm just going to leave it at who's that. Who's to oh, say? Who's to say? I mean, I will make no definitive statements mm -hmm. on Mike about what I plan to do to their editors. No. But <laughs> I would never. I would never. Now, leaving the implication ominously in the air, on the other hand, that is totally on the table. It's the Doug Zone. Hello. Hello. And welcome. It's episode 75. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Really? Oh, God damn. When are we going to paywall season one? <laughs> we probably should have been doing that from the beginning, but <laughs> listeners, tell us the episodes from season one that you think should be paywalled. Because and... I think all of them. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's all of them, but I... As I've said There's before, I like. I need to stay up for for to preserve the artistic integrity of the podcast. Regrettably, the Epic of Gilgamat is definitely one of them. <laughs> uh, I've, much to my chagrin, it is the greatest story I will ever be involved with. So, <laughs> it's so good. I want to one. I think what I'll do, I'll become an author and I'll write like a Cormac McCarthy style novel, but it's just mm -hmm. an adaptation of the Pennsylvania story. Oh yeah, uh, I like yeah. It. Hmm. I, I wish I had it. thought of that beforehand. Maybe, okay, new Patreon goal. <sighs> Instead of the LA Manuscript, which actually, how are we on patrons? Do I need to do that? I don't think so. Um, Not yet. Okay, I think good. we're good. What did well, we say? Like, I think it was 15. So I don't know what we're at. Uh, anyway, next Patreon goal. I will write an we're entire- We're at nine or five. Okay, yeah, we're good. We've got plenty of time. Next Patreon goal at 10. Patreon subscribers, I will write a full novel in the style of Cormac McCarthy um, <laughs> about the Pennsylvania girl story. Um, and then I read love it. it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, no, maybe maybe we will paywall something. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows we'll what see. we will do? We certainly don't. No, <laughs> we never One do. One thing's for sure. That's what makes this exciting. A podcast should be like recording with a loaded gun. You know, mm -hmm. or it's anytime you look at it, you're like, ooh, who knows Somebody what I'm going to do could. with this thing? Yeah, good. Ooh, who knows? Ooh. Um, <laughs> you just, you know? Especially because we know that I won't edit it out. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy part is there's. There's very little that I will edit out of a podcast. Yeah. There are some things that I would, I will say. But, yeah, but very little. Yeah, because. I feel like most of the things that would get edited out would also probably lead to the end of the Doug Zone, right? Like if yeah. I just like screamed the N-word, you probably wouldn't yeah. release the episode. And I don't think there would ever be another episode. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Who knows? Depends on, I guess, how funny the rest of the episode was. Maybe we'll be like, well. That's true. Maybe we'll be like, mm, artistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Django and Jade. It's like, no, it's important that the word remain in there. So that the true power of our discussion. I feel like an English teacher who's about to read Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Like, now, everybody, I want you all to know. 
it's important that this be said. Uh, it's important that we say it in its natural form. Yeah, it is very it's funny. It's not. That, it's just not. Yeah, it's not. Like, I get the, I, I understand the point of reading it. I was and lucky like, enough that we never had to read it. Maybe explain the word to the kids and be like, this is a word that was used. We don't use it anymore. Yeah, this one's naughty. Don't say it. Um, I mean, and even then like, look at them and then make a Wojak face. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Who's to say? Personally, for me, it will be the evil smiling one. Um, <laughs> but um, it is very funny, though, that like the stage adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird. And again, I understand the point, right? Where they're like, no, in order to like the, a big part of the play is just how openly repellent the racism of yeah, the community for sure, is. For sure. But it's also very funny that that does mean that contractually it's like, no, these children must say the N-word if they're mm-hmm. going to perform this on stage, uh, which is a very funny provision to include uh, in the rights for something. Anyway, uh, what were you researching off mic? I'm curious about oh, this. I was researching Flubber. Oh, Oh, hell yes. Okay, so yeah, we'll get into that. And then later we'll discuss what I was researching because it was somehow weirder than Flubber. Uh, Specifically, I want to mention that... Yes. So there is a scene in Flubber. (laughs) And you know what scene I'm talking about already. I do. There is a scene in Flubber in which a robot projects himself as a woman and attempts to undress the main character, presumably to have intercourse. Oh, no, no. The the undoing of the belt was was a joke from Ghostbusters. Yes, but I wait. Does she say, actually undress him? No, but oh, she does try and kiss him. She does try and kiss him. Yeah, she does try to molest Robin Williams while she he sleeps. She tries to molest Robin Williams while he sleeps, which she cannot and I be doing. Say that that is not under sex and nudity on the parents' guide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's under sex? You know what? Just read it out to me. I don't even want to see it. Just I just want okay. to hear it. The main characters accidentally walk into an art class instead of his classroom, and there are two individuals, a man and a woman, naked on stools with clo- with cloths dr- covering their lower parts, and the woman blocks her chest with her arm, which is crazy that that's in this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> Why? Violence and gore. Some slapstick with the, fl- with the flubber. True. Yeah. Robin Williams' character says, damn, while working on his car. It's easy to miss. Sorry, that was under language and not violence. At the end of the date, <laughs> rated PG for brief, mild language and some slapstick action. Sad scene with a robot death. Wait, so there's no mention of the the naked couples on stools? Where w- I just the naked aren't... couples on stools is mentioned uh, once. Yeah, but I mean, like in the rating, like they didn't feel the need to mention. Ah, that's strange. What? Is- wild time when did when what year was flubber 1997 Mm, okay that makes sense now i'm not sure why but it does there were some people involved in flubber for sure right Uh, (laughs) what do you mean by that oh like the yeah i was like well yeah i guess there were i wasn't sure what you were trying to imply there no i'm I'm just saying like some people were were involved Some people, some notable people were involved. Yeah. uh, The reason that I chose Flubber, I love nostalgia critic reviews where the star, like the star of the movie has recently died. Well, not recently, but has died. Um, Because they're so bad looking back on them where he's like, this guy sucks. Yeah. Because the the first words that he says are, why does Robin Williams suck in movies? (laughs) Which like. A hot take. Yeah. A kind of hot take. Holding take. You you wouldn't get crucified for saying that now, 
like you'd probably get dunked on because it's a very strange take to go robin williams is bad in movies and not Robin Williams, Robin Williams like was in some bad movies. Yeah, not Robin Williams, like many comedic actors, had some bad movies. Um, I don't know. Frankly, if you do like Goodwill Hunting and the Dead Poets Society, you're allowed to have a couple stinkers in in my eyes. But anyway, uh, but then we got a surprise, which is to say that John Hughes, one of the writers of Flubber, the movie that Doug is reviewing, had died recently at time of recording and i guess doug just decided to double down and was like no 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 flubber was on the docket and we're doing flubber uh and so like repeatedly he's like john hughes rest in peace he was a great wrote this sack of shit and i'm glad that he's dead uh, and you're like you're right r.i.p man and then the next the next review that he did was home alone three uh because he's like wow at least there was another writer. So there's no way that John Hughes alone could have written yeah, a movie this like, bad. It's, it's like, like if someone dies, you're like, I'm going to go on a dunking spree of everything bad yeah, they've I know, ever like, done. It's a, it's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, like I feel like if Doug died tomorrow, I don't know if we would end the podcast, but I think like we would at least rebrand. Like, oh, so can, oh, there would be a rebranding. Yeah, like... We'd the have Patreon like a memorial a episode. Yeah, a memorial episode. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be just like this. We're like, Doug, rest in peace. I'm glad he's gone. Um, Yeah, that's what it'll be like. No, we'd have like one last episode of the Doug Zone, and then we'd be like, so. Yeah, wait, what podcast? What would we do if Doug died? Hang on. I have never considered this. I. Hmm. The Dead Doug Society. The Dead Doug Society. (laughs) (laughs) The Doug Poets Society. Doug Poets Society. I met a traveler once from a nostalgic land. Um, okay. Um, I don't know what we'd do. Um, I think we'd have to change the title and the cover art. Yeah, I agree. Probably the theme, too. Um, yeah. We'd have just, to change uh, all of the branding. Yeah. And then, hmm, who would we switch to? Now I'm trying to think. There's really, there's just no one, no one like that. Well, Doug. I don't think we'd switch to anybody. I think we'd oh, just. Oh, I see. We'd keep, so we'd keep making fun of. Or would we just stop no. pretending that we talk about his we, videos? We would yeah. stop pretending like it's about Doug. We would have we would not be under that pretense anymore. That's very true. What we call? It? I guess we'd call it like Doom Scroll, and maybe we'd hire some producer mm-hmm. to make a yeah, theme yeah, song. Yeah. I don't know. We'd get a third person in here. Yeah, um, online beast. One of us is would what make we'd call it. it. Um, yeah. um, I'd move to Pennsylvania and get married. Naturally. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So. Hmm, interesting. Doug dies, I move to Pennsylvania and get married. To Pennsylvania girl, actually, uh, which is... Yeah, no, that's the crazy thing. Really crazy. It's strange. Both of you send me an invitation to the wedding, and for two completely different reasons, I go, I don't know if I should attend this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, God. uh, What a cursed state. And not even, it's not even on my five least favorite states, I think. I feel like I personally have to bring up the Kanye clip. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have to bring it up because Jesus Christ. (laughs) If you don't, Um, who will? If I don't, who's going to? (laughs) Literally everybody. But it pertains to me especially where he says, I'm not going through some sort of bipolar episode. I am, however, slightly autistic. Ah, I just, I hate how he's still got these bangers in him. You know, like. Fuck. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um something I'm not sure if he knows you can have both. 
I do you think he thinks that you can just have one? Genuinely, I think he does not know that. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm I pretty think somebody sure. should tell him you can have both. Yeah, how funny! He, like he learns that and then immediately apologizes for everything like, oh, he has said. Fuck, guys, <laughs> oh, guys! <laughs> I thought I was just autistic. Oh shit! He moves to Pennsylvania and gets married. Um, <laughs> it's the natural timeline of a bipolar person. <laughs> we all go to a farm upstate. Yeah, upstate Pennsylvania. <laughs> I got really sad this week because apparently like 90% of marriages with a bipolar person end in divorce, Hmm. which is no good. That's no good. It's not good. I feel like, I mean, marriages with a person who has any mental illness, I feel like are going to be a little rough, but yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Let's look up. I was wondering, I said this to the person I'm dating and he was like, well, I wonder who ended it. And I was like, that is a great point, actually. Was it the bipolar person who ended it? Or was it the other person being like, I can't deal with this anymore? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it probably depends case by case. Because I can see a a good deal of them where like you're manic and you're like, well, I'm getting married and going to start an art collective somewhere. Uh, And then immediately after you're like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't do this. And And I goes, yeah, I was just along for the ride. Um, Next time you're manic, you're like, I'm getting a divorce. Yeah. It's very funny to get married in a manic episode, and then you come out of the episode, and you're like, "Well, we can make this work." And the next manic episode, you're like, "Absolutely not! I don't Absolutely know what I was thinking." Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> That's gonna be me for real. Mental illness and marriage. Let's see what we can get. I'm trying see to see if there's any stats. studies. I'm sure there's. There's a specific study with bipolar people. That's why I know this. Five ways mental illness affects marriage by oh, the God. His Heart Foundation. Which is just an awful... Na- oh, this is a Squarespace-ass website if I have ever seen one. Uh, I got recommended a 12-step program. Isolation, stigma, grief, overfunctioning, and intimacy. None of those are ways that mental illness affects marriage. Those are just aspects of a relationship. Yeah, I, guess, I guess intimacy is technically... But this, ah, this website is baffling. Intimacy. All of these challenges will affect your overall intimacy. It's difficult to feel close to your spouse when they're withdrawing, feeling guilty, resentful, or just plain exhausted from all the stress. Recognizing the impact on your marriage is important, but it's the first step to finding the strategies that will help your marriage become a strong, safe place. I want you to guess what the next sentence is. I have no idea, Matt. Let's remember what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 3. Um, don't go to Paul for marriage advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul man infamously who, was like, yeah. don't get married. The yeah. world's gonna end. It was a man who had no hot takes. <laughs> a man who literally told everyone not to get married. Let's go to him for Dude, marriage advice. Well, shout out to Paul, man. I... Valsell Paul. Valsell Paul. Paul Sell. What would you do if an angel visited you on the road to maybe not Damascus, Dallas, I guess is your equivalent. Yeah. Uh, and told you to stop doing the dog zone. Hmm. Well, like how clear is it that it's an angel? I think you're struck blind, just like the original. I'm struck blind. You, at this the point, only way to get unblind is to stop doing the dog zone. Yeah. At this point you are Saul, right? And you, so you're going to need to change your name to Pillion. Um, because okay, so I'm, I'm Pillion. <laughs> yeah, you're Pillion now. I'm Pillion. I'm not allowed to. Am I allowed to do other podcasts? Hmm. I don't think the angel was clear about that. I think that okay, is well, up to you. Loophole. Because I'm going to want to tell that story on a podcast. I see. Yeah. So loophole, you're going to kill Doug Walker. And then 
Mm-hmm. We go, well, now that Doug's dead, we've got a rebrand. Yeah, exactly. I see. Okay. That's my plan, personally. Uh, see, and this is why this is why Paul this is why they didn't visit a lawyer like that. Because he was like, Well, let me yeah. figure this one. I can or work my way around person. this one. Or an autistic like- person. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, hang on now. You weren't very clear. Because Angel's being a little ableist. You're assuming that I understood what you were saying there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when later they're like, what the fuck? Be like, what? You I am literally neurodivergent. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> you didn't tell me I couldn't commit a murder. You just told me to stop torturing Christians. Are people who are like mentally ill but not neurodivergent? Like, is that a thing? Because like neurodivergence is like yeah, I feel like autism, ADHD, things yeah, like that, right? Because yeah, uh, yeah, I think not, like, neuro- genuinely mental illnesses. Yeah, because neurodivergent, I thought was supposed to be like a cognitive disability, right? Like, yeah, it's supposed to be like your brain works differently, but that it's only an issue because of the functions of society. Yeah, and it's not I like think. an illness. And the problem with any of these things is that they are all completely arbitrary, right? Like, right, right, right. We right. don't know what causes any mental disorders or mental illnesses. We ju- all we have, and don't believe anybody who says we do. I know you're a psych major, so I just, you know, but this is me addressing the audience. Don't believe anybody who says we this do. This is why philosophy are, and psychology people don't get along. They are the same field, but that's not, that's a story. Unless for you bring time. up the mind-body problem, in which case everything breaks down. Yeah, look, the number of times <laughs> I've had, like, Number of times I've had a pissy STEM student get on my ass, and you just look at them and you go, "Solve the problem of induction," and then they get real quiet, real fast. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Anyway, no. All we have are like charts that say, like, look, this area of the brain being slightly different correlates with ADHD, but we can't really figure out exactly what it is that causes that area of the brain to be different, or if there's anything more than a yeah, correlation. Autism, they literally got no clue. They're like, something happened. Mm. It's the same with schizophrenia. Where they're like, yeah, the prefrontal cortex has like slightly more gray matter. We're not sure about that, though. Slightly like, more oh. gray matter and an excess amount of either dopamine or serotonin. One yeah. of the two. There's <laughs> like neurotransmitters that do things, but. Sorry, speaking of schizophrenia, uh, in my child and adolescent development, class, I just got a diagnosis. No, <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my child and adolescent development class, we. Uh, we had to watch this thing oh, on like, like brain development. Schizophrenia? Is that what you learned about? Yeah, kind of. It was brain. It was okay. just sort of about brain development in adolescence. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a little, it was a brief series and super interesting actually, but also very, very 90s um, in mm-hmm. like its overall presentation. I guess like it's 2005. So basically the 90s still. 90s without the World Trade Center. Uh, and um, they. They had a portion on schizophrenia, which wasn't very interesting. But right after that, they talked about addiction. And they made one of the wildest claims I have ever seen, which is they're talking about, you know, the way that addiction functions, right? You know, how like Coke, for instance, just like floods the brain with dopamine. And you go like, mm-hmm. oh, hell yes. This is and the then, greatest feeling ever. Uh, yeah. And then it stops being flooded with dopamine. You go, well, we got to try that again. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they talked about a guy who was addicted to crack cocaine. And ceased showing all signs of addiction once he started taking muscle relaxers. That's just changing your addiction. That's what I said. I was like, okay, hang on. What do you mean by that? And they're like, well, and the documentary's like, yeah, his brain, he just stopped showing cravings for crack while he was on muscle relaxers. So we prescribed them to him. I said, okay, take away the muscle relaxers and see what he does. Something tells me you're going to see some addict behavior real quick. Accidentally got everyone addicted to morphine. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, and oh, then it's they crazy. Invented, what did they invent? I can't remember. I can't remember anything. <laughs> but they they accidentally got everyone addicted to morphine, and they're like, "Well, we can't have everyone addicted to morphine." So then they created something. Oh, yeah, like Narcan. Yeah, like here you go, take this. Like, uh, no, yeah. Well, fuck. What was it called? I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it was created by the same people that made aspirin. Yeah. Which wow, what a wild career switch there. Yeah, like, yeah I made a mild painkiller and also heroin. Literally, <laughs> that's awesome. That's kind of what happened. But yeah. Anyway, so I just remember I was so angry as I watched this because like, yeah, this is there's great potential here. We're doing a study now to see what muscle relaxes. It's like, no, dude, you're just no. you just put him on opiates and yeah. look, they rock. I'm not gonna say that taking Vicodin isn't awesome. Let me be clear, but also. <laughs> I haven't cured my addiction. I was yeah, just, that's not how that works. I was absolutely baffled. And like, I believe in like harm reduction and things like that. So like, sure, it's probably yeah. better for him to be on muscle relaxers than crack cocaine. But you can't say you've solved his addiction. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's definitely better that you are in a controlled setting where a pharmacist now controls your dosage and says, yeah. here, take this. So you're not shooting crack. But also... <laughs> But also, he's still an addict. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. It's just that now now that now it's a pharma company that's making money off of him instead of like a guy he knows. Um So I got recommended a twelve step program. Because <laughs> um, you searched up like alternative to morphine that is stronger. No, uh, no, no, no. Just in general, I gotta <laughs> I Oh I it's see. It's called like celebrate recovery. And I'd no. rather kill myself yeah, than go there. Not. Like, absolutely not. That is not for me, dog. Yeah, and no. I told the lady, she was like, well, you could go to a 12-step. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, if I go to a 12-step program, I want it to be like one of those like radical Catholic ones where they're like, yeah. you are dust and deserve nothing. But through God's infinitesimal. That's every Design. Yeah, exactly. Program. Exactly. That's the point. That's what not 12 one... Step is built on. Yeah, exactly. But not one of these bullshit ones that's about good feelings. No, I want one that hates me and tells me that I am worthless. I'm I am a worm. Um Yeah, but apparently like so eating disorders and addiction are like very similar and they're treated very similarly. So they're like, go to a 12 step. And I'd be like, I would feel like such a such a fucking narc there. Or they'd be like, I was addicted to heroin for 30 years, and I'd be like, I don't eat enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just skip meals sometimes, guys. I sold my family to drug dealers for PCP. And you go, well, that's I nothing. I only ate a sandwich today. And that's <laughs> it, guys. Peanut butter and jelly. And that's it. <laughs> Not even on any sort of good bread. It was on Wonder Bread, people. No like, nutrition. Yeah. Like, the, like, there's like a meth addict there. And he's like, well, was it because you were like on amphetamines and your appetite was reduced? And you're like, nope. He's like, no, oh. that's just me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like you I would need feel it. like a poser for the PTSD. I don't need to feel like a poser in a 12-step program. Yeah. That is very funny, though. Like, a group of people who are like, you aren't fucked up enough. Get out of my sight. And you're like, what? Hang on. That's what, what I feel like would happen, though. Like, <laughs> We can't judge you enough like for this. Like, they wouldn't say it, but they'd think it. Yeah. They'd yeah. be thinking it. I get that. I mean, it's the same as, it's very similar to my take that, Anxiety and depression shouldn't count as real mental illness, you know. Like I've said before, you need everyone like, got them. Exactly, everybody's got it. This is boring now, um, and I think the most important thing about a mental illness is that it is interesting. Uh, like, <laughs> if a depressed person called themselves neurodivergent, 
I don't know what I'd do. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I know what I'd do. I just can't say it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, I don't remember what it was. I was talking about, uh, actually, it was in a philosophy discussion. We were talking about, like, the labels as they relate to, like, mental illness and things like mm-hmm. that. And someone talked about how they're like, yeah, you can be part of a group that has a label assigned to it, but not identify with the label. And like, there's nothing we can do about that. Right. Like I can't say mm-hmm. like, no, this label, do- I mean, you can, but you can't make a person believe that. Yeah. Uh, and I remember someone was talking about like the label for people with chronic illness. Some of them called themselves spoonies. Cause you need to like, which oh, the a, spoons theory. Yeah. Which a, I just love, the fact that the spoony like one just yeah a it sounds and like a slur. B spoony a spoony echoes throughout history once again it does uh, but no I was like yeah I mean I and she was like I hate this I think it is incredibly insulting and I don't like this label and I was like yeah I mean I'm the same you know if someone was like ah you have depression you're a depresso no I would be a convict immediately after that because I would no. do something terrible to that person uh I got called like an aspie for a while short for Asperger's was that was that a like an attempt to build rapport with someone else or were they just like doing that as an insult because I feel like that is different I think it was an attempt to build rapport oh that's so much worse than it being an insult I told you about I don't know if I've told this story whenever I first got diagnosed I told somebody at school I was like yeah I'm autistic and then he laughed and then he looked at me and he was like oh you're not joking and I was like (laughs) no (laughs) That guy rules. I'm sorry. Uh, that guy does rule. <laughs> I'm with him on that one. Um, uh, it's like the uh, the meme with like the fish from SpongeBob, where it's like, we wait, you guys are like actually three autistic. Years after that, so <laughs> it worked. I'm glad. I'm glad that your friendship survived that. It did. That, it did. That small gaff. Uh, that what really were we just... talking about before this? Uh, I don't remember. Me neither. Neurodivergence and then oh, yeah. something else. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, neurodivergent is like it's the ones that we've like classified as disabilities or disorders, whereas like a mental illness is we're like, no, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, uh, it's just like, like I said, I think neurodivergence is like it's only wrong because of how you fit into society. Yeah. Like autism and ADHD. Yeah, like you aren't like, a threat to anybody for it. But like uh, the 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 mental illnesses are like ones that are a serious problem uh, and would be a serious problem despite how society perceives you. Because even if society was like, it's fine if you're manic, I'd still be like banging my head against the wall. It's fine if you're manic and you're like, that's good because oh boy, I sure am. Oh boy, <laughs> if everyone told me it was okay, oh God. I think that the is the worst thing be. to tell someone. <laughs> good you should do more of that and people do that <laughs> fun fact people will be like no you're fun when you're manic and i'm like <laughs> no don't do that don't tell me this stop <laughs> i like the idea of manic i love the idea of you being manic stopping you're like, you shouldn't say that and then just carrying on uh, <laughs> no somebody told me that my aura was lighter <laughs> whenever i was manic <laughs> A crystal girl encouraging you to do things. <laughs> Fucking crazy shit. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, people say crazy things to me. 
I don't know what it is about me that people look at me and they're like, I could say some fucked up shit to her. Affectionately, I think I do know what it is about you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you I'm left the door open on that crazy one. Things. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. No, and I uh, after a choir concert. Uh, this semester, I got a text from a number that wasn't in my phone. Oh, you told me this. Yeah. You said this on Mike. Yeah, it was very similar. My my choir professor was like, Matt, I don't know what it is about you, but it feels right that you are the one who that happened to. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, the Doug Zone is a safe place for crazy things. Yeah, it's a safe space for crazy people. If you're a crazy person, come on the cast. Come on the cast. We may search you for weapons beforehand. If we get them, we'll just go like, oh, you, and then hand them back. There's been somebody with weapons in frame while recording this. Very true. I think I've had weapons in frame while we've recorded this. You have. Not a gun. Not not guns. (laughs) No, yeah. I bought another knife at Walmart. Stop buying Walmart. (laughs) It's just so funny. It is so funny to walk by a knife at Walmart and go, yeah, this thing's coming home with me. You know? (laughs) I don't know why. I just love it. It's a good bit. I like the bit. I am running out of space to keep them, however, because uh, there are quite a few of them now. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. More more than two? Slightly, yes. Uh, there are three. There are four. There um, are four. I think. Oh, God. Hang on. Let's. Well, I have to pack up my stuff soon because I'm, I'm moving out. So. Yeah. Are you moving back, back home? Or yeah, I'm going to go home for, like... Since it's just over winter break, I was like, sure, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. go kick it with my family. Uh, and the next and semester, I'm going to an apartment. Ooh, uh, well, a house, exciting. really. But A house. Yeah, I will have two roommates instead of ten. That should be better. Do you yeah. know these two roommates? I do, yes. They are both That is cool. nice. That is good. That is good. Maybe People we'll get them on the don't cast. live with your best friends. Uh, I disagree with that. I just think you're not good enough friends with the person if you can't live with them. Yeah, you also, I feel like, I don't know. It definitely depends on as long as you like know what the person is like. That's the thing. A, I feel like you, that, got, yeah. you gotta know them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you can't live with your best friend, y'all aren't close enough. Or you're too close. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think the other problem, right? Is like sometimes you're a little too close. Yeah, and I also found I don't know, this is this is not me like going like girls be like, but I will say that I've never seen any like guys have like the housemate drama when they move in with their friends. That yeah. is only something I see happen with girls. And I don't know why that is, but it is an observation I've, seen housemate I've made. Housemate drama with guys. Uh, oh, yeah, like housemate drama. But I mean, like when you like move in with your high school best friends and then like by the end of the semester hate each other. This is obviously, again, totally anecdotal, but like. I, I have seen people meet their freshman year of college, live together their sophomore year of college, and things blow up terribly between, like, four guys. Interesting. Where none of them live together anymore. Not a single one lives in the same place. That's wild. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to have, like, a diaspora of a house. Like, you can't do that. One of them still lives in the house. Oh, who is that? How did they decide that? Did they, like, draw straws or? Well, oh, oh, boy. (laughs) So one of them they knew was moving out. Okay. Another one decided he was staying, which made the another one decide he wasn't staying because he hated that roommate so much. So then he decided he was going to leave, but he told no one. I see. So one day he just gets all his stuff and moves out. Okay, that's actually a pretty... Right after he does this, the other roommate, the one that, the reason he left, decides he's going to move out. <laughs> Good. 
So he takes all his stuff and moves out, leaving just one person left who thought that he was going to have at least one other person in the house with him, whether it be one guy or the other. That's wild. They left because of each other. Not knowing the other one was leaving. I'm here for it, actually. Because of the... Because of the... If they communicated even the smallest bit, it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But men's inability to communicate, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. The other thing, I'm just, I think I'm a fairly easy person to live with, right? Like, mm-hmm. I won't have many complaints as long as my things remain where they were. Yeah. And things if aren't like. If you go into my room and there aren't like bugs. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it's not filthy, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. So. I don't care if things are a little messy. I'll help clean up if you ask me to. Yeah. Or even if you don't, if it's not like gross. Yeah. Easy. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm a fairly easy person to live with. I don't know. I'm going to have to probably find a new roommate, which is going to suck because mine is moving to Colorado. All right. Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see about this. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. I'll install a studio in the, the house's basement that I'm moving into. And oh, cool, cool, cool. You can live in the studio. Okay, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. It's like a studio apartment, but without the apartment part. It will just be a studio. But it like, will you just know. be a studio. But we'll have a couch. We'll have a futon. Yeah, we'll have a couch that you can sleep on. Um, I will Mini charge fridge, you maybe. to use our shower, but that's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> will I it'll have be to like, reasonable. pay you in quarters to use the washer and dryer? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then I'll use the quarters. I don't know what I'll use them for, actually. I guess there's like, probably a vending machine somewhere on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think every, this is good. Every four laundry days, I go, hell yeah, time to go get some Skittles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Do we have any more thoughts on Flubber? Not really. Yeah, me neither. Doug is unnecessarily angry at this movie. He's very uh, angry, and I also want to bring back last week where he like he wasn't always like this. He absolutely was. He pauses after every single joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also calls Ariel jailbait at one point, which I didn't like. Uh, oh, I don't like that either. I didn't even catch don't that. Don't do that. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I was thinking of jailbait and fishbait at the same time. So there's a quote from The Little Mermaid. I was like, ooh, hate that. Uh, yeah, I am not a fan. I will say, Flubber, very interesting move to cast Robin Williams, the man known for his lightning fast impressions and pop culture references, and then say... Now, don't do any of those. We will have a Play robot that just plays man. the. We will have a robot that just plays recordings of lines from pop culture, in an awkward and stilted way. And he goes, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Uh, also, the fact that he missed a wedding three times. Yeah. Wow. Technically four, as Doug reminds us for a straight minute at the end of the review. Oh uh, yeah, that is true. Doug really has no sense of comedic timing whatsoever. Yeah. That's his biggest flaw as a content creator, I think. Yeah, he's it's very just... bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm sorry. Now I'm like clicking through the video. He's very uh, bad. <laughs> I'm just watching the the robot hologram place her hand on the sleeping Robin Williams' face, and I really don't like that at all. Right? It's bad. She it's is terrifying. Really what is the most replayed part? Ah, it's the trash can falling at the beginning of the video mm, weird i just got freaked out because i thought that there was like a bug on my stomach no i just got my belly button pierced <laughs> <laughs> is 
is that a frequent mistake that you make after getting piercings? Um, like, I think something's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess something is technically on you, but like. But like, I think something else is on me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's the classic, after you get out of the shower and you're drying yourself off, the towel gets caught on it. Ah, ooh, I hate that. The nose was especially bad for that. Cause oh, I'd, yeah, because, like, you know, you just, like... I'd be washing my face and then dry my face, and then I'd pull the towel off, and, like, uh-huh. the nose ring would start coming with it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, hang on. And I'm like, this is still an open wound. Gotta yeah, push that back down. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, the belly button actually hasn't been so bad. I've heard it's a pain in the ass to heal, but I, I haven't had sense. any issues with it. Yeah, like, and I mean, all. I guess it's, it's only of, been a few days, but of the various piercings that people usually get, I feel like it's the one that's least likely to like get snagged on things. Well, um, people say that it's like really easy to get it snagged on things because of your clothes. Huh. I guess maybe it's just. I guess. Well, most clothes are somewhat loose on me. It's probably the other thing, but I yeah, don't know. that's yeah. how it is with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. Like- <laughs> it's like yeah, we both are in a similar boat on that. And I was like, how? My stomach never touches my shirts. Oh, right. This is not oh, right. That's a normal, normal human being. Yeah, yeah no, I... for sure. For sure. Well, I, Skeleton Dave, have never had this problem. Uh, I but... did get it pierced in the back room of an abandoned mall. Um... <laughs> Bold move of you, I must say. Um... Listen, this piercer has really good reviews. She was great. Love her. And it's in a store... That... So the mall isn't completely abandoned. There's like six or seven stores. Oh, I see. So just like and mostly them, abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a dying mall. And one of them is like, it's like if Hot Topic was run by like an old punk couple. Interesting. And one of them was a piercer. Spencer's. So there's like, there's like crystals and there's band <laughs> t-shirts and there's like horror movie stuff and pop culture stuff. And then there's like, a bunch of piercing stuff and like tattoo stuff. Very interesting. And then they do piercings in the back room. Huh. But like the piercers was like trained at an actual tattoo shop. She's she she got her shit together. Everything was super clean. It's the cleanest I've seen a piercing studio ever. Cause like my nose one, I'm pretty sure she did not use a fresh needle. <laughs> That's um, really rough. Technically it's allowed in piercings. If they sterilize it, they can reuse it. But then it's just not as sharp. Yeah. So it doesn't go through as well. But this lady was like, no, I cork all my needles and throw them away. And I saw her do it. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. That is. I told her about my nose piercing. I was like, yeah, she told me I had really thick nose skin. And she's like, that's not a thing. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> my nose piercing was a trip and a half. It was that like is... 2 a.m. I puked in the parking lot. It was not good. Also, baller move on the part of the piercer to just go like, yeah problems this is you your fault and your fucking nose do you ever consider that and you're like i don't think I it don't is i think so <laughs> she's like the placement of it isn't bad and i was like yeah i got her to like redraw the dot like four times because the placement was real bad at first <laughs> well i'm what glad that didn't happen this time yeah because i feel like that'd be really bad yeah. On a belly button piercing. Yeah, botched belly button piercing does not sound good no it sounds really bad my my roommates got botched her belly button piercing did. That's a bummer. She got it pierced at the same place I got my nose done. We should really stop going there. Yeah, I, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, the belly button, because it's the sort of thing, like, it's the sort of part, it's like a body part where you don't think about it. But if something goes wrong with it, you notice, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But if nothing goes wrong, it's a super easy piercing. Yeah. I it, would recommend it. Did not hurt. Maybe because I was manic. <laughs> that might have helped, because there was already, like, so much, so many chemicals running through my body. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, a belly button piercing is like lighting in a movie, you know, like it's, if it's job is done right, it's barely there. Uh, mm -hmm. but if it goes really wrong, oh boy, you know, oh, or if it's, notice. I guess, really, really good, you notice sometimes too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, like in I, touch of evil, um, touch of evil. Yeah. Hmm. It's a great film. Okay. I've not seen it. <laughs> It's truly the belly button piercing of Orson Welles' cinema filmography. Um, I don't know what I mean by that, but I'm going to stand by it. Famous's lighting? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, right before the podcast, I showed Matt uh, Seamus's wrestling entrance, to which he is just a very pale Irishman who they put a bunch of spotlights on so his am, body just glows white. I am begging you to look it up. It is one of the it's greatest so things I've ever funny. seen. It's an underrated entrance for it's sure. It's so good. It's so funny. Just illuminating him. Yeah. Uh, His music's like fine, but just the illumination of it is so funny. Oh, Jesus Christ. I. If someone asks you to read the protocols, are you thinking of anything other than the protocols of the elders of Zion? I don't know what I would think of. Okay, yeah, because I just got a message from Comrade. He said, fast pitch, bad reads, Christmas special, the protocols. Uh, uh, oh? I'm going to... Okay, so maybe maybe I will see if I can remember the password to the bad reads Twitter account. Uh, I, I rewatched <laughs> the entrance. It's so funny. It's so good. It's such a good intro. He stands there for so long, just bright white. It's just, yeah, it's just him illuminated. Like the, uh, you know, the Simpsons bit where Mr. Burns is like irradiated and glowing. <laughs> except it's just a giant Irishman. Yeah, except it's just a jacked Irishman. Oh, it, yeah. The comments are all also very angry about the, uh, uh, the wedding as well. I'm just sort of scrolling through. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant the one to the Seamus interest. I was like, the wedding? No, that would be very funny, though. <laughs> Seamus missed his wedding because he was too busy getting illuminated three times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Apparently, Vince McMahon is toying with the idea of coming back to the WWE, which is an insane thing to do. So I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, that is an insane thing to do. I'm sorry. Insane reveal in the comments oh, here. Oh, go ahead, please. So please. Bill Walsh is the other writer on this movie. Right? Did he also and die? Yes. Listen to this comment. John Hughes was entirely to blame for Flubber's horrible writing. The other guy was dead. Crazy start. Bill what? Walsh was the writer of The Absent-Minded Professor, the film Flubber was based on. Walsh died 19 years before Flubber was released and long before the film was in production. So, Doug accidentally was making fun of yet another dead movie writer when he was like, well... Maybe we can blame this shit on the other guy. No, we can't, Doug. You just Doug. keep. You just, Doug, could not miss today, and he was only hitting dead guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Anyway, sorry, I got very distracted by that. That's insane. That yeah, I can see why. Truly, an insane film from start to finish. Uh, did you hear about an insane review from start to finish? Yeah. Did you hear about the German uh, prince who was trying to overthrow the country? No. This was wild. Uh, it happened a couple of days ago. They arrested like 30 guys who were trying, they were planning like an armed coup. And they were going to install, what's his name? 
Prince Heinrich the Thirteenth, who is a uh, that he's a descendant of the Kaiser, uh, and they were going to overthrow the government of Germany and install him as king. Which oh, what what do you think so we they would... call a conspiracy in Germany? Yeah, a yeah. Also, the guy, the group were calling themselves the Reichsbürger, uh, which I'm sure sounds cool if you know what it means in German, but. As is, it just looks like Reichsburger, uh, which sounds like a kind of shitty hamburger. It uh, sounds like a hamburger with autism. There's pictures of him being led away in handcuffs. This guy is so old, too. Like, he was going to die moments after getting put on the throne. Yeah, stop putting old people in charge. It has no actual I've principle. said this so many times. Stop yeah. putting old people in charge. You just got to get him out of here. We're just going to kill him. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was hoping my COVID idea. would just wipe them out get them but they have access to good medical care <laughs> rich so that didn't work oh hell yeah sorry now i'm reading this like bbc shit lib take on it and this rocks oh uh, hell blaming yeah. it all on inf- disinformation online oh there's disinformation yeah. about the war in ukraine and posts too about QAnon, the sprawling u.s conspiracy theory that has links to the riots at capitol hill on january 6th they post in support of the sovereign citizen movements so yeah, they're all complaining. They're complaining that these Telegram groups that are COVID nineteen conspiracy theorists are the reason that this guy was trying to do it. Uh, even as the pandemic eases in some parts of the world, I'm sorry, it's over. You don't. Yeah. It's okay. We can we can stop pretending that anybody left cares about it. I don't think anybody actually does. I don't think anybody does either. It's just. I see some we? people Probably. wearing masks still. Yeah, but. but- like, one in every like three thousand people I see wears a mask. Yeah, and even then, some a lot of the time I wonder if they're wearing a mask explicitly, like because of COVID, or if they just like are sick and don't want to like yeah. spread it. Which, exactly. frankly, is something that I'm fine with. I'm fine with that yeah. becoming a part of our culture. Uh, you know, yes, I think it should be. Yeah, in Asia, they figured that out like two decades before us. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, cool, good for them. Uh, but anyway, yeah, an estimated fifty men and women are said to remain a part of the group, which allegedly plotted to overthrow the Republic and replace it with a new state modeled on the Germany of 1871, an empire called the Second Reich. Now, I really like that because you can huh. tell that these guys who were planning to make a Reich, they were like, well, we... This is the second one, yeah. famously. <laughs> there has not been a third, because yeah, I'm sure that the first one, like they, they were on <laughs> there with the drawing board, right? And like, the Fourth Reich. And someone was like, uh, we, should, we should probably we like... Should do that the third that one didn't sounds... go so good it's not very popular and he's like okay shit well, well the we... second reich the second reich yeah <laughs> it's completely they're ignoring the actual second reich that presumably did occur and you know the, the, the famous third, one. <laughs> the, third one. one the one that we all pay attention to like they did what they did with the halloween movies we're like this, like, this is a reboot and a sequel all of the other halloween movies are no longer canon it's it's also similar where the first and second are very similar, and then the third one is about something completely different. <laughs> it's Germany is just like the Halloween franchise for real. Ah, damn! I, look, Shout out to Season of the Witch, underrated. Yeah, dude, I would be much more in favor of this. I would be much more in favor of the Reichsbürger if they had uh, John Carpenter doing the soundtrack for them. Oh, easily. John Car- if John Carpenter was involved in anything, I'd be like, well, let's give it a chance. Yeah, so like, well, hang on now. Let's not be too rough on it. Um, is it Halloween? Is it three or four? The one where it's like revealed that Mike Myers is like, 
the results of not Mike Myers, it's Michael Myers, uh, where he's like part of a satanic cult. I don't remember which one that is. Um, I think that's I think that's four. Yeah. Three is the one that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Damn. Three is the one where it's about like children's masks killing yeah, people. Yeah, the Halloween movies go kind of wild. It was supposed to be an anthology series originally. Yeah. And then Michael Myers was so successful that they that the studio was like, please, please make more. Like, yeah, you, and they were you like, can't. Like, Fine. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then they made the second one. And then they were like, now we're going to do what we want. And they made the third one and it flopped. And they because went, it wasn't because everyone went to go see Michael Myers. And they were like, wait a second. Like, this isn't. This isn't Michael Myers at all. Yeah, that's the problem. You can't switch to being an anthology after not no, being an anthology. After not being one for two movies and then being like, actually, we're an anthology yeah, series. Yeah, like, you know, True Detective, right? It's an anthology. It would be very funny if, like, season two, they had kept just following, like, Rust and Marty. And then season three, they're like, and now we're an anthology. Everybody would be like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> yeah. Back the guys we know. <laughs> oh, well. Very bizarre. Very weird to do. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Anyway, big fan of the Season of the Witch isn't even that good. I'm gonna be honest. There's some moments. No, it has the catchiest song in all of anything where it's a theme tune. Which one was that again? It's the like. There's three days till Halloween. Oh Halloween, yeah, 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 okay. Halloween. <laughs> the catchiest thing ever, and it sucks. Yeah. Good for Season of the Witch. Good for Season of the Witch. I liked uh, I liked the the Halloween Halloween Kills isn't that the most recent one Halloween Ends is the latest Halloween one. Ends is the most recent one where it was weird yeah it was a weird movie it I don't know how I felt about it it wasn't great I liked Halloween Kills well enough Halloween Kills was pretty good uh, Halloween Ends was a little I mean it it did end so I what's, guess what's the thing they kept saying in Halloween Kills Death Ends Tonight yeah or whatever. <laughs> Which, which rocks. What's the thing they kept saying in Halloween Kills? It's Halloween, and I'm going to kill. It'd be very <laughs> funny if Michael Myers started talking and something like that. You know, like... I just think that the plot was projected in Halloween Ends so far ahead of, like... Yeah, there was they just... They could have kept it as a mystery instead of being like, it's her boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. And, like, 20 minutes in, and yeah. then you just have to deal with her falling... Because, like... What they should have done is made you get invested in the relationship and then at the end being the reveal that it was him. Yeah, because I feel like it wasn't, I don't know. Because knowing it was him the whole time, you were just like freaked out for her. You weren't like invested in the relationship. Yeah, and the problem I think really is that you weren't like even that freaked out for her, right? Like, because you could have done like the Hitchcock style, right? Like there's like the, you reveal the bomb under the table and then the tension's just building up the whole time. Yeah, but there uh, was no tension. Yeah, there wasn't really any tension. You're just sort of like, is it this scene? Nope, I guess guess she's not going to die guess here. she's not going to die. Hmm. Well, it's also like, I guess the the will will they, won't they, but it's him murdering her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will he, won't he. Um. Will he, won't he, in parentheses, murder. I'd watch that. A great show. The Bachelor, but it's just The Murderer. Um, the Murderer. Yeah, it's just various women coming into his home. And it's like, some of them won't be leaving tonight. And it's not because they're spending the night. <laughs> um, let's see. Sorry, now I'm still reading about this, this attempted coup in Germany. God. The federal prosecutor's office said the group had been plotting a violent coup since November 2021. The members of its central rat, oh, council, so rot, I guess, had since held regular meetings. 
They had already established plans to rule Germany with departments covering health, justice, and foreign affairs. Members understood that they could only realize the goals, quote, by military means and violence against state representatives, <laughs> which included carrying out killings. Look, advice for any of the revolutionaries out there, do not say things like that in writing on the mm. internet. No. You will get arrested. You can think it. You can think it. You can think it. You can even say it if you're going for a walk in an area that you know is not bugged. Mm-hmm. Do not. Do not, do not put it in writing. Yeah, don't send that to your Telegram group chat. Uh, <laughs> Telegram, what a time. Logging into WhatsApp and going, hey, guys, ready to do Telegram terrorism? Is like the new kick, right? It has to be. I Because I, listen, don't ask me how I know this, but it's what every drug dealer uses. <laughs> Kick or Telegram? Telegram. Okay, I was going to say, I, could, I like the idea of a, a drug dealer who's just sort of like behind the times and still on Kick. That's very funny. Yeah, you can also join my MySpace page. <laughs> Prominent lawyer was penciled in to help handle the group's foreign affairs, which 71-year-old Heinrich Thirteenth as leader. It is crazy how many like ex-princes there are just sort of like kicking around Europe still. Mm-hmm. Because the only people who care about royal lineages are those who are like born three generations too late to gain any benefits yeah. from them. Yeah. Like there's Habsburgs on Twitter and you can make fun of them and they will respond, which is sort of pathetic, but very it fun. Is. I like that. I like, I think royalty should be more accessible to us. I want to make fun of the Royals on Twitter and them do respond. Oh, absolutely. Look, it's like Elon Musk got booed on stage uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw that. I love um, it. It's great. Yeah, that's what we need. Barring actual lasting reform, just let me be rude to them every now and then. He really is like a heel, isn't he? It's crazy how much I hate him. His uh, his heel turn was intense and fast and bad. I yeah, yeah. It is very funny that he like stopped he pretending to be a Democrat. Like at, he has mm-hmm. made no policy changes. He just said yeah. like, "Now I'm a conservative." And all of these libs all of a sudden are like, wait, you mean he wasn't a good guy? It's like, nothing about him has changed. He's doing exactly what he's always done. But oh Yeah. Well. But that was his heel turn. I hate him. I do too. He's just a little worm. I hate him. As I've said before, you can't be that just like pathetic and servile on Twitter and like want people to like you if you're going to be a billionaire. Like Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos was, I think, the... Sort of, he was offered up as the sacrificial lamb, right? Like all the billionaires are like, look, Jeff, it's you. You're the one that everybody's going to hate. But you know what? At least he took that role like a man. Like he he doesn't want people to like him. No, he wants to make money. (laughs) Yeah, he wants to make money. And he does things like purchase this beautiful antique bridge that he plans to blow up so his yacht can sail into a dock. Like... Like, he's doing evil mustache-twirling things, which is what I want from an evil billionaire. Yeah, exactly. So at least he knows what he is. Or like the, you know, when he and William Shatner went to space, and technically low atmospheric orbit, not actually in space, but that's not the point. Uh, and, you know, William Shatner's like crying at the beauty of Earth from up above, and Jeff Bezos was just like, where's my champagne? Uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, Great. I like that he's evil. Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk was like, I went on PewDiePie's channel. Yeah, and it's like, like oh. It sucks. I, oof. We will just say, if I was piloting a plane at the point where he and PewDiePie were in a room together doing meme review, who knows where the plane would have ended up, but 
it might not have been a gentle landing. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, oh, I saw it was some TikTok band. I when I scroll through my reels, I really I've just the algorithm has perfectly figured out what I get really angry at. Have you seen the new poly couple videos? Oh no, because there's a it, second poly couple in the couple. There's four what, of like them on now. the Dana and the Wolf channel. They're uploading new things. Hang on. There's new characters? One There's moment. There's new characters. This. The, the poly couple where they have like the little thing at the beginning where it says the poly, poly couple. couple. The, yeah. 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 That, those videos. There's a second couple now. Dana and the wolf. I don't know what the channel's called, but I know that there's a second couple. Yeah, regrettably, I, I do. I thought it was a parody at first because I heard the poly couple theme and then there was a different couple. And I uh, thought it was a parody. No. <laughs> but there's no. a second couple. Get out of there. No. A second couple has hit the... A second couple has hit the Instagram reels. Coach is going to be devastated by this news. Oh, me too. Fuck, this is dark. Okay, let's take a look. What have we got here? They all make videos together now. All four of them. Me too. This is great This is audio. their latest video. I'm, I'm just going to hold it up to the, the microphone. Yeah. The the two girls are now moving next to each other. Are we really all about to nap? They're about to nap together. Well, I don't really know you that well. Daniel, if she tries to rob us, you don't think you'd wake up? I don't know. Do you guys cuddle with your friends? (laughs) I just, I hate this so much. And you'll know if I get up to rob you. I just, I'm with Boris. I hate this so much. The guy still looks like someone's pointing a gun at him off screen. Side note. Now it's just like, ooh, it's awkward that she's cuddling this other girl. LOL. That was the whole thing. There was nothing. There was no punchline. It was just them uh-huh. looking at each other. That's what. That's what they are now. Is they found oh. their other couple. So now they're just chilling. I hate this. Ah, uh, top comment. I'm so invested. Let's take a look at you. Am I going to read out your handle on air? No, you're no, not. I'm not. But oh boy, I want to. Oh, you have an alt and it's public too. Let's take a look through the. Ah, yes. This is the sort of person who would leave that comment. Let me tell you. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, and I'm just going through. I'm just clicking on the recommended follows underneath these different profiles and just seething with anger. This is what Colonel. This is what happened to Colonel Kurtz in like. Oh fuck! Oh Jesus Christ! Sorry, I'm just getting really distracted. Here. Once again, I want to say I have zero problems with poly people. I just think the poly couple is really obnoxious. Yeah, I have no problems with poly people as a concept. Unfortunately, in practice, often I'm oftentimes. I'm like the most annoying conservative when they talk about like socialism. It's like, I have nothing wrong. I have nothing wrong with polyamory in theory, but in practice, it only ever ends in despair and starvation. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. For more on our takes on poly people, visit patreon.com slash the Doug Zone and listen to our first non-Doug Zone episode. There's no I in threesome. I really hope that I hope that this guy, uh, the wolf in Dana and the Wolf, I really hope has that seen he, that. I hope that he's filming something equivalent to it. Like he's making his own. There is no I am threesome. 
Except- I'd watch it in a heartbeat. I would pay for that shit. I would download I that. I would broadcast that. It's shit. gonna end like, but the problem is, it's gonna end like the the footage will all be found. It's like the Grizzly Man audio, you know, and like the, the, oh okay. yes, it'll end with Werner Herzog just going like, "No one should have to see what I have seen. I will never release this audio." And it's just like, it's the sketch that I just played into the the, the, the microphone. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, There's a darkness to the polycouple. Um, oh, gosh. A cry of pain that starts every single video. Uh, sorry, we are at an hour. We should wrap this up and make yeah, our way over I to the Patreon. Into, oh, yeah, I you did. Oops, yeah. Very well. Completely flawlessly. And I was just getting distracted going, what <laughs> if Werner Herzog learned about polyamory? Um, <laughs> Which is a very good bet. It's a good I do bit. appreciate it. But... Um, Follow us yeah. on Instagram or and Twitter at the Doug's at Doug Zone Cast on TikTok at the Doug Zone and Patreon.com slash the Doug Zone if you'd like to support us financially. Um if not, leave a five star review for us, maybe. But you maybe. should. You so should as support as us financially. Gift, as a little as a little smack roll for us, leave a five star review. <laughs> as a treat. Look, everybody, holidays are coming up. It is time to give. I know that you, much like me have clicked close on all of the optional charity donations that various websites are suggesting to you. How about instead of donating to starving orphans in the Ukraine, you give to a worthy cause, us. Uh, Donate to our Patreon. We've got some good ones in there. We've discussed polyamory in depth and in a surprisingly serious and mature way most of the time. Um, Most of the time is right. most of the time. (laughs) We had our moments. Oftentimes, we discuss things that we like on the Patreon, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. If you want to hear us a little happier. But only marginally so. Yes, we're still <laughs> us. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not happy, but we are happier. Happier. Then uh, you can join us on the Patreon and follow us on all the various social media things. I will start posting soon again because I'm going to be on break, and I will not have an excuse to not be doing so. Hell uh, yeah. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the Patreon. XOXO. Gossip Doug.